We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. Of course, this is the Gilcast, our NFL DFS recap show. I'm here with Sammy. I'm here with Nate. Uh, third week in a row where we all won. I think, I, I guess I can't remember if you guys won also. I know third week in a row for me, the, the invites guys, the invites are really slowing down. I think I only got five invites this week after back-to-back winning weeks. And I'm not sure they're going to pick up after this week. Tough. I think I, I got only some... got one. So feel free to keep sending them fellas. People, well, people knew it was, it was not a Mike Davis on the main <laughs> slate. So they, yeah. so they didn't pick up in your games. Nate. Oh dude, I was dying at that Falcons game this morning just watching Mike Davis chug along for two yards in a row as CPAT just like is like like they're just giving every play to CPAT and then CPAT, Mike... CPAT leading rusher second leading receiver they let him throw a pass it was just like complete CPAT show and then of course like Davis scores a touchdown at the end he fumbled too Mike Davis fumbled too to like give the Jets a chance to like get back in the game but what can you do? I mean, what what do you get with a touchdown? Like twelve points? Probably not even. <laughs> not even. Not even. Not even. It would have just been it, it, the people were saved because it would have just been Nate taking an L, like not taking an L, just like oh, that was the thesis of the play, bro. Like he's gonna get those high equity touches and you know just just, Nate, just nonsense, knowing garbage and. Would Would you have played Mike Davis over Leonard Fournette if he was cheaper? No, not on this. I mean, Fournette was. <sighs> Fournette was such a good play today. I mean, the running backs with Madison, it, it was like such an easy. If you didn't play those three running backs, I think you made some mistakes. I mean, to be honest, I think I think you fucked up pretty bad, Nate. Like, I think I mean, I think your team was fine, but I think you played a suboptimal team. Uh, it was a two v two versus two, right? Three v three, and I think you got the 
this is amazing, by the way. This has got to be one of the largest statistical anomalies I have ever seen in my life. Nate and I got the exact same amount of points, 188.58. This is tilting. Can there be a stat correction or something? One there, of us there's has gotta, to There's got to be a stat correction. But this is insane because we had a 3v3. I mean, how often is a 3v3 going to score the exact same amount of points to the decimal? Yeah, not like, that's that's got to like never happen. I, I crunch the numbers. It's infrequent. Yeah, it's it's pretty infrequent. So, uh, one hundred eighty-eight point five eight for me and Nate, one hundred eighty-seven for Whirling Dervish. Uh, this was the team that Sammy and I played: uh, Trey Lance, Derrick Henry, Leonard Fournette, Ceedee Lamb, Devontae Adams. Sammy, you played Jalen Waddle. I played Lavisca Chenault. We all played Evan Ingram, Alexander Madison, and the Eagles defense. Nate did a 3v3 versus that lineup with Dak Prescott, T. Higgins, and Jalen Waddell. Um, so, so, Nate, you spent up on quarterback and went T over CD. I mean, I don't think it was bad, but you were pretty close to being punished because Trey Lance got 16 without a touchdown. Like you Nate, were pretty Nate, had the, Nate, Nate was Nate's lineup was like one of those people that like, you know, is like in the know. So they're not so stupid that they don't make an egregious lineup, but they screw up the obvious lineup and, and do a couple of yeah, things. Not, not playing $6,000 CD felt really weird. Like it just, oh, it man. just felt weird. Here, here, here's the other thing I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in Hawaii. So I got to, watch very little football but i did see the second half of this game and they ran this uh trick play to cedric wilson yeah and cd lamb is wide just wide for wide open nobody yeah 20 yards and he throws <laughs> it to like noah brown instead and like leaves it 10 yards short and it was big yeah. deal cd would have walked in touchdown bonus like easy game it was just it, i wish nate got punished. i mean it, it wouldn't have mattered nate nate would have gotten there anyways but i'm curious your thoughts on why you didn't want to play cd nate well, it wasn't, I didn't want to play CD. It was more just the rest of the lineup. Like at the end of the day, I think Dak was like, I may have gotten take locked on Dak. I thought Dak had like the highest floor and almost the highest ceiling of like any quarterback. Well, going I think week. that's and, true. And I cash, think that that's true. I think what you just said and in is cash, so true. I thought people were making huge mistakes playing people like Daniel Jones and Trey Lance. I thought there's legit like a chance that I could outscore the field 15 points at the quarterback well, position you, you more than outscored you more than outscored the daniel jones people by 30 and i got it well, i got it look i gotta come clean to the people daniel jones was in my lineup at like 9 30 a.m central time and then i just thought about it and i was like just don't don't be an idiot like don't be scared of like trey lance maybe having a bad game in his first start like lance is clearly the play like i just i needed to just have like my come to jesus moment with Trey Lance. I thought Dak I thought Dak was just the play and I thought obviously CD was like no metric you looked at CD wasn't a top three wide receiver this week it was like the three top wide receivers and pretty much all my stuff was like Devante uh DJ CD and then maybe Cooper was right there but I I just wasn't willing to take that floor risk with with either Fields Lance or Jones and I thought Dak was just very clearly the guy that I wanted. And I didn't think T Higgins was that much of a difference. Like, like the two V two is essentially Dak and T Higgins versus CD and fields and the floor on fields and CD just felt so much lower than Dak and 
uh, and Higgins, but I mean, it ended out in a wash. And then the 4,800, I mean, the other three, the other, the thing that made us a 3v3 was I took Waddle. You yeah, that, that, that which, didn't matter at all. Yeah. That didn't matter. But the 2v2, I, I, I had Waddle over Chenault. But I, I think the thing is, Nate, like, you can't focus on quarterback that much. Like, quarterback ranges of outcomes. We've talked about this for years. It's like, well, this is, no, but it's more in the mind because of how bad Fields has been the last two weeks. Like, that was more of a mental thing for Nate. Nate was being a little a mentally, mentally weak. A mentally weak thing from Nate, yeah. if, you, if you want to be more pointed about it. Very no, I just think Dak at this price was like just the play in cash. No, I think we're picking apart some holes in your game here, Nate. I think we're showing where you maybe have some mental some mental weaknesses in your game. Because <laughs> be honest, yeah. dude, be honest. If Fields had not gone out at like 25% owned and gotten three points or whatever, like, I don't know. I feel like I know I'm speaking for myself. Had I not just seen Fields go out and and be terrible in these games, I think I would have just jammed Lance. Like I, I don't think I would. I mean, do you think I'm hand building lineups over here? Do you think I'm hand building lineups over here? Like it's 2008. Like the I'm not, I'm not hand. I'm not hand building lineups either. I'm running projections, but I'm looking at projected lineups. Like I'm looking at like this is this projected lineup. This is this. Like I'm looking at like top sets of optimals and thinking about how they interact. Yeah, he's, oh. he's he's looking at the numbers, the science, and then he's adding some art to it. And here's a little bit of art. That's right. There's a little art. That is goes the art the scoring game. like three less than than me every single week, Sammy? Is that? <laughs> I mean, ah. I mean, look, your your freaking Trey Lance play, like D- Dak Prescott threw for what three hundred yards and what three or four touchdowns, and he outscored Lance by ten points. Lance didn't get a single touchdown. He was stopped at like the one inch line. And he didn't even throw for 200 yards. Yeah. He was, he was this close to a freaking to, to the hundred yard rushing bonus. And he only uh, like lost out to Dak. Dak squeaked over the bonus by like two yards and Lance still only had 10 fewer points. They missed CD lamb for like a 60, 70 yard touchdown. Like you ran so pure and you can talk all this smack, but like at the end of the day, it's going to come down crashing on you, man. It's just it's just no, like a I, poker player with huge holes in his games. Eventually, you get exposed, and you will get exposed. I'm I'm picking up some of them. Nate in games. No, no, I, I'll send you I, an I think you guys, up. I think you guys are missing out on the the T Higgins like the five thousand dollar T Higgins play was like at value such a good play. No, he was, he was a really not. good play. I'm not saying he's not because what I wanted to do, what I wanted to do was T Ricky Seals Jones over. Chanel and, and Ingram and then, yeah which that I didn't I, did, I didn't end up doing but that to me that was a much better way to get uh that was a much better way to get Tegan's in your lineup versus not playing Trey Lance should I, I just, apologize I'm not to gonna for, for yes. not playing Ross Dwelly yeah how do you not yes. play Ross Dwelly in this spot like I like I feel like you like wake up and you're like just like you you see that Kittle's on the IR and everyone else in fantasy is like fuck and you're like, oh shit, dude, it's Dwelly season. This is my time. I did have 29% in GPP. Uh, not a great GPP day. Did for me. did he did he catch a pass? He went two for 25 on two targets. Yeah. Tough, love to tough, see it. tough scene for Dwelly. Uh, and also Deontay I mean the Ingram thing. PR touchdown, and I didn't play him in cash. So the brand is hurting, but the bankroll is good. The, the Evan Ingram thing is tilting. I mean, literally every single player on the Giants went out and and Ingram still didn't like get there. Like I, I I don't understand how someone of his talent level is just this bad all the time. Like, 
There is literally yeah, nobody when, on when, the Giants. Well, it's it's like kind of a Giants thing. Point two. I mean, he dude. He did not have he did not have a second catch until the last drive. Yeah, it was the last drive that they got the rest of the points. It was. Brutal. I mean, the Giants. I mean, was... the, the thing the thing about the Giants is that they're terrible, and I I am stunned that Kadarius Tony was able to have this game. Not because I don't think Kadarius Tony is good. I think pretty obviously he is good. But, like, I just am, like, ready for Jason Garrett to see a player doing that well and be like, dude, we got to establish Devonta Booker, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I think the big thing we got to talk about today is just what are people doing in cash games? I was shocked at ownership, especially in these lower dollar. I mean, in the $5 double up, Alexander Madison was 42% owned. Devonte Adams was 36.5% owned. People are just like, what is the field doing when you hear that Dalvin Cook is not not just questionable doubt? I mean, he was literally inactive. Like we had an hour before lock. What were people doing to be thirty six and a half percent owned or forty two percent owned? I mean, you're just if you're not playing these low dollar double ups, you're missing free money. I mean, Davis, when you were texting about swaps, I was like, are you an idiot? Have you looked at ownership? Like people aren't playing optimal here at all. Yeah, I mean, it would have mattered in some of my head-to-head games. I ended up, I ended up not swapping because, uh, I mean, our our team also ran very good at at like the end there. Like when I was first thinking about swaps, um, you know, like Laviska literally had zero points. Derrick Henry had nineteen. Like it was, it ended up being a little bit different. Like, like literally, I mean, I don't think you could have had a better start other than not playing Chenault. Like Henry, like. Henry gets 34, Fournette gets 21, Devontae gets 40, Madison gets 30, and even our, our punt defense, the Eagles, got 12. I got, yeah. Yeah, no, it was, I, 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 it wouldn't be a Sunday without Davis texting us something about swapping, but when you, like, texted us swap, I was like, what are you talking about, bro? Like, it was, we were, we were talking about this, it, it, it was the ultimate prove it week. Like, we all play, I, I don't know if you played extra volume, Nate, I did. Uh, Davis yeah, did because I thought the team was really obvious on like Wednesday like this wasn't one of those weeks where like we're scrambling in the morning made some changes because of Madison obviously like originally my original team would have smashed because I had Najee and Kadarius, Kadarius Tony. Tony yeah it would have been it would have been completely on but I had that team on Wednesday and it was just like so so obvious and I just knew that people in these low dollar things will screw this up somehow they will make insane plays and this was a week where I just thought the proper construction was just so, so, so obvious. And, uh, you know, when it's that, just pick up the extra volume because people will screw it up. You know, what's funny is I bet that the games, um, I bet like, you know, like the thousand dollar double ups and stuff. I bet this was like the worst week ever. I bet, I bet you could literally like win the thousand dollar double up and not double up your money because so many people had the exact identical team. Yeah. Yeah. In the hundred dollar double up, um, Devonte was up to 67% owned and Madison was 78% owned or 77% owned or something like that. So, I mean, that's where it's like the edges are, are super small. It's insane that Madison was not 90% owned. I mean, I know. even the box score bros who saw, you know, who would just see that Madison smashed the last time he, he filled in for cook or just have to be like, Oh yeah, that's so easy. And he was cheaper. I think he was six K two weeks ago and he was only 5.5 this week. 
he was six, he was like 6.2 last time. And there were much better running backs around him at the time where like you could have made a spot for fading Madison last time out this time out. I mean, it was just so clear running back, running back position was weak all week outside of Henry. Um, and then I thought the Fournette thing, I almost didn't play Fournette after the geo news, but he came out still strong in projections and stuff where I, I even after giving geo the workload, but when geo wasn't, in like I had Geo inactive all week until I don't know what was it Friday that Geo was kind of a surprise back on the I thought Geo was gonna be out and and Fournette was like the smash play of the week I mean Geo Geo did score a touchdown too which was pretty tilting he caught a 10-yard touchdown pretty early but let, I mean let's talk about Fournette because I think Fournette was one of the ones that maybe wasn't that obvious like in the giant uh double up he was like 36 percent, 35 yeah massive so these are the these are the ownerships in the massive 25 dollar double up trey lance 23 percent derrick henry 62 leonard fournette 35 cd 29 Devonte 51 visco was 23 what was uh what was waddle waddle was 18 he was 18.3 18. yeah Evan Ingram, 16%. Madison, 61%. Eagles, 81%. So clearly, uh, that was um, it was a very popular team. Like, I would imagine, I don't know, I, I bet it was probably, I bet it was probably pretty heavily duped. Um, you know, I don't know about the most duped team. I, I feel like, how, how owned was Ricky Seals-Jones? Yeah, uh, 20%. So I bet, I bet... Uh, so there was a Ricky Seals Jones Kadarius Tony team that like completely you could have, you, you could, I mean you could have played you could have played Dak on that team too instead of Lance and that team um you know that team just oh we should have we should have just done that gone Dak Tony RSJ or Dwelly perhaps yeah I mean I, so so actually that's that so good for the brand so this is I did want to talk about this one decision point we can talk about ownerships um here in a second but. Ricky Seals Jones, like, why, why did we play Evan Ingram? Because, like, I just thought RSJ was straight up a better play. Like, I, I, I guess in my mind, like, RSJT was just better than Ingram, Visca, or Waddle, or whatever, but I, I didn't do it. I don't know why. Like, I guess it's just you don't want to leave the salary, but, <sighs> buddy, Evan Ingram can't do it just cannot do it never again 55 i know he only had four never never again sammy literally every other skill position that the giants started the season with was out and three of their five offensive linemen were out well daniel i don't think you realize i don't think you realize how like destroyed decimated this giants team is and he's still not getting target value it it's not it was i mean it was a really prime game environment for him right? We, we wanted pieces of this game. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think that RSJ clearly, we talked about it last week after, uh, after what's his face got hurt, Logan Thomas. Um, RSJ, yeah, we were ready. We've been ready for this play for a week. Yeah. I, I, I thought he was a very good play. He was my original cash game guy. So, but I thought, I thought Ingram was a slightly better play. I did. So I'll just, I'll just throw it out there. Because um, the game environment, Daniel Jones is like a decent quarterback and, you know, you expected Dallas to be up in this game. And I just thought that this, this could be a, you know, this could be something. Yeah, but the, uh, so, but it was the best game environment of the week. 
It was the best game environment of the week. You have a 3.2 tight end who's... Yeah, but Ingram is like, a part-time player, though. Ingram Ingram has not played over 55% of the snaps yet. Like, he, he, he runs routes when he's out there. Like, it's like the Mark Andrews thing where, like, he, he, he runs a lot of routes. But, I mean, Ricky Seals-Jones played every single snap uh, after Logan Thomas went out, and I don't have snap counts for today yet, but I'm going to guess that he got an insane amount. And I, was, I know... Ricky Seals Jones had 98% of the snaps today. And I bet, I bet, by the way, I bet he literally led the tight end position at expected points because he was targeted in the end zone twice and he had a 40 yard play called back by like a very bogus penalty. Damn. I mean, Kyle Pitts, he was fourth. Oh, I forgot. I, it's Kyle Pitts was 14 hours ago. Like, I, okay, fine. <laughs> I well, Darren Waller and Darren Waller and Dalton Schultz also had eight targets and had more. Yeah. So, Ricky Seals Jones was third of this slate in expected points with, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, he had great usage and yeah, maybe we should have felt like fish because he's an every snap player where Engram's yeah, not, was, it was that, more that of a bet on move. talent. That was a move in RSK and Tony and not to be like, re- and, and, and Dak, not to be like super results oriented about it, but like, I lo- I really like Tony this week um and you know i kept him in a lot yeah of it 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 hurts it hurts to have basically just played lavisca and waddle because of how salary worked out yeah when when we all i i mean i i really wanted to play tony yeah you weren't you weren't worried about digs at all no but he looks sick dude the cow the cowboys are good bro i know the cowboys yeah. are kind of yeah. messing up the cowboys are kind of messing up fantasy football for this year because you know cd and amari were supposed to be these amazing 14 target a game guys and the defense is too good like the like the you know the old cowboys defense would have let mike glennon put 30 you know to put a 30 ball up and it's yeah. not happening now it's kind of a bummer it's tough but elliot still got two touchdowns and cd got a touchdown and cooper got a touchdown and schultz got eight targets and tony pollard rushed for 75 yards i mean there was there was a decent amount of fantasy goodness There's still plenty going. to go around Oh, and yeah, I mean, was, that's why it was the best touchdown to Cooper right at the end. They tried to stick the dagger in on third down and he was open too. like, this could have been a huge, huge smash. Yeah. Yeah. I guys, I, the more I look at this, the more I, I think you guys, you guys almost got smashed by Dak. Dak could have outscored. No, no, this is not, this is oh my not, God. this is not real, dude. Nate, Did you, you see are, Trey Lance go down at the one inch line? Like, come on, bro. Dude, Trey Lance, Trey Lance clearly has like no idea what's going on when he's out there, but he, like I, I tweeted this, like, dude, he looks like a, a guy you would create in Madden. Like he's like six, five, 250 pounds. He's like extreme. Like he's so fast. It's like, it's, you never know what's going to happen next. It's like, dude, he could throw a 60 yard frozen rope. He could throw an interception directly to like, he could pull a Roethlisberger and just like pitch it to an opposing linebacker. Like anything could happen. He's a creative player, but you, you run out of like slider bar points. So you can only move his speed and his arm ac- or his arm power. So his arm accuracy is left at like, 50. yeah. Awareness, uh, awareness, zero. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> got to coach him up, bro. You got to coach him. I Dude, Shannon, like, up. like even the even the 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 fourth and short, like the touchdown. He went low. If he would have went high, he's in. Oh, he sore is in. Yeah, but I mean, I guess I don't know. You probably don't want to take a helmet to the ribs or whatever. But going no, low, know, bro, go- he got he got stoned. Like he got <laughs> smoked. He was in, and they just put him right down. It was 
that was wild man that was so wild like but trance was lance was this close to like smashing everything went wrong for lance everything went right for Dak. Dak only outscored him by 10 points like you, you gotta you gotta let this one go yeah nate like i feel like also maybe you're still thinking in your head that Dak is like a rushing and he he literally is not i think he's got like 12 rushing yards on the year yeah, bro, his leg turned 180 degrees last. <laughs> Tom, Tom Brady, true story, Tom Brady more rushing yards than Dak on the season. Jesus. Tom Brady much, had like how a... Was, how much was Brady, by the way? We should have just played. Oh, yeah, my seriously. God. Why are Brady, we just playing Brady every week? Brady was in our Brady was in our optimal at, at Daily Roto, and I was like, no, come on. I can't play Brady, bro. But Brady was Brady was our top optimal, and I, I don't know. He was, he was seven, he was seven point four, so he was a, he was a bit he was a bit much he was on a gpp okay, at that point that i played it's like why didn't we have more tom brady like of course this was a smash yeah dude i mean he he really is gonna break records yeah he's and he, he they just continue to throw no matter what the score is it's great i love it yeah it's clear that there's like been an organizational decision like okay we won the super bowl like Brady, what do you want to do? Brady's like, I don't know. Brady is 44 years old. So he's like, I've got my Super Bowls. I want it. I want to break, you know, more passing yards than Peyton Manning, more, more touchdowns than Peyton Manning. Like that's what he wants. My God. What, why doesn't Roethlisberger like look at Tom Brady and try to do what he does instead of just being a fat lop, like just <laughs> dustless burger. It's like, dude, Roethlisberger plays like he's 108 years old. It's insane. Yeah, the Roethlisberger thing is bad. It's it's real sad. How do so, you and now? How Juju's, did, yeah, Juju's hurt, dude. I mean, tough tough more, scene, more, Sammy. It doesn't matter. They have an alpha receiver on that team. Claypool. I mean, Clay, Claypool is a pretty big alpha too. Honestly. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels like it would be a bummer to be a Steelers fan because they've been so good your whole life. And now you just have to watch this guy who won so many games, who just is just a big pile of shit now. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really, I really want it to like, but, but it's tilting because the Steelers are never so bad that we get a good pick, you know? And so we just like take like, Oh yeah. They're not going to be they're, like, you're going to pick like 13. And miss yeah, the playoffs. So it's like Dobbs and Mason Rudolph and, and shit like that. And in the third round, it's just like, dude, you got to tear it down. It's not happening. Yeah. Got to let it go. Yeah. I mean, I, to be honest, there just is not really anything that interesting to say about our, our teams at this point, because it was just like, if you did not play this team or like some iteration of this team, um, you just were not even close. You, yeah, did, you literally we're not even dunk close. on each other. Like it's it's it, it's tough. It's bad for the people. Really good for our bankrolls. I mean, Bitcoin's up. We're making a bunch of money at yeah, DFS. Dude, it's like these are, these are the, J, the JPEGs are good. Yeah, it's yeah, all it's all good. But these are bad shows. Yeah, these, these are, are bad, bad shows. shows. I guess though. we could dunk on ourselves from a GPP standpoint because I got oh yeah, we got to do this. Dusted. Yeah, I, I got, got dusted this week. <laughs> I yep. did too. <laughs> Same. Well, it's I like even smelling any minis. You basically just like don't play Adams and you don't play freaking Henry, and then you're dust. It's over. You're dust. Yeah. I mean, you could get away. You could get away with not playing. You could get away with not playing Henry because there were enough other cheaper running backs who got there. But if you didn't have Adams, I mean, he was the highest scoring player of the slate by like six points, I think. 
So yeah, it's it's very uh, tough. All right, I'll do I'll do here. Let me get rid of my showdown filter here real quick. Okay, so my team that I played in the red zone, uh, 100k or 50k to first or whatever, I did a Jalen Hurts single stack with uh, a bring back the Carolina Panthers. So Jalen Hurts and Devonta Smith with the DJ Moore bring back. I did play Derrick Henry. I did play Alexander Madison, uh, but I used DJ Moore as my high price wide receiver instead of Devontae Adams. He got eight. Josh Reynolds got 1.8. You love to see the cheap wide receiver there. Zach Ertz got 1.7. Amari got 15, and the Texans defense got five. The the Hertz to Ertz stack. That's brutal. Dude, Ertz is running a bunch of routes. Ertz, like, Ertz is like, yeah, I mean, I know, but he's like he's he's like the tight end Ben Roethlisberger. What are we? Yeah, know? he is. What, what he is. Um, so I I I liked the um like I liked the angle, and I think that Hertz is um. I mean, Jalen Hurts at three point five percent. Like, I will probably take that, but when yeah. a, a game combines for ninety five points, and Devonte Adams has forty points. Uh, I just am, I'm just, am not going to get there. Like I, I, yeah. I would much rather uh, in general, I would much rather this result of having a shitty team that doesn't even come close to cashing than having, uh, you know, a bunch of 27% owned players and men cashing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well uh, then I'll just jump right on. Cause uh, I'm in the same boat uh, nowhere near close, but um, I think for me, the biggest thing in tournaments this morning was like, deciding what to do with Madison. Um, yeah. I felt like you had to go hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent or zero, hundred percent or zero. I don't think there was yeah. another option. I went hundred percent Madison uh, played him and everything. And he just, because of his price point, even at the projected ownership, I still thought like I was still getting like leverage on the field at the, at the thing I wanted. So I went hundred percent Madison, zero percent Devante, zero percent, um, uh, big dog and, uh, went with a, uh, the, my two like favorite leverage plays on the week were, uh, Darren Waller. And then, um, uh, just o- overall the Raiders offense. So I had a lot of car Jacobs Waller. This one was a car Jacobs Waller stack, bringing it back with Damian Williams. Uh, I thought after the, uh, Dude, there's no way that Josh Jacobs and Damian Williams can be positive correlation. In, the, in this type of game environment, they can because if 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 Chicago's going to at all keep keep Vegas like push them at all, it's going to be through Damian. It's not going to be Justin Fields throwing for three hundred and fifty yards. Like Damian was the David Montgomery type play, except he catches passes. And Damian, no, I, I mean I I'm not I'm not critiquing I'm not critiquing the plays individually, but I I just in my mind Damian and Damian and the opposing Jake. running back would be negatively correlated, but I thought Jacobs was actually a good play. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I had uh, a bunch of kind of one-offs that I, that I felt good about in Godwin, Jacoby Myers, Robbie Anderson, Chargers Godwin, D. Godwin's such a fucking good one-off this year, just every week, dude, man, it was tilting though, because Evans and Brown were the ones who went for 40. Yeah. Like, but that, but you, know, you so. I mean, you just, you just live with that though. Yeah. Uh, and then Robbie Anderson, I, I don't know. Obviously. I, I, like, yeah, I mean, obviously. I Wall, mean, Nate, Waller, Waller and Robbie Anderson. Waller and Robbie Anderson. 
dude. Okay, I'm getting Robbie Anderson at three point eight percent owned. Like, I I'm done. You know, I'm I so Robbie. I I just am looking at my lineup, and I I do kind of want to make this point, which is that um, like having a bunch of like one and two percent owned plays is is probably not that good because ownership is going to correlate with points, like. You want you want your cumulative ownership to be low, and you don't want your lineup to be full of uh, of twenty. You know you don't want your lineup to be a cash game team. You know you don't want to, you don't want to put. You probably don't want to play like Henry and Adams together. But like I'm looking at my team, and I have like literally six dudes in here under five percent, and like that's I don't know. That's probably not great. Well, it depends on if you. I mean, if you play Madison, if you play like a someone like a Damian. I also thought Jacoby Myers was going to be like a a pretty steamed wide receiver. I thought he was going to be double digit easily. So I thought I was going to have three or four double digit guys in my lineup. So I was okay with a, you know, more contrarian leverage stack with, cause I, I just, I thought the Raiders like their ceiling compared to their ownership. I thought they were like the spot I wanted leverage on this week and it didn't work out. She's got to go. She's got to go in on the Raiders sometimes. That's okay. right. Yeah. You just got to yeah. smash him. Um, what did, what did <laughs> I do? Well, it was, I, to be fair to Nate, very weird week for tournaments with like five of the best offenses all in prime time. Like I found myself struggling this morning. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, so I use Madison in all my GPP lineups, except Same. for my Minnesota stacks. And this one was a Minnesota stack. So I just went full, decided to take full leverage off of Madison. Um, and so like in this lineup, I went Cousins, Jefferson, Conklin, and then brought it back with DeAndre Swift. Um, and I like that, but I, I would have, I, I, so I did a, a Minnesota stack too, but I just threw Madison in with it. Cause I was like, I just want to play a hundred percent. Yeah, which which I which I think is okay. And like Madison, obviously they've shown that they'll use him in the in the passing game. They did it last week. They did it this week. He caught a touchdown. I mean, it was it was all good. Um, I just kind of wanted to use a ton of Madison, but just like have my Minnesota stacks be leveraged off of him. Um, it's just the way I decided to approach it. I had a couple teams like that, uh, and then I used Aaron Jones at my running back spot. He was like my favorite uh, running back tournament play um you know i just thought green bay had the potential to really smash cincy nobody was really going to own aaron jones he ended up being 10 percent, which was less which was a lot more than i thought uh swift was only 8.1 percent, but jones got the bonus he caught four passes he didn't get a touchdown but he had a pretty good game uh, i did use Kadarius tony in this lineup um, you love to I, see it yep i used jamar chase in this lineup i used cd lamb in this lineup so i think it ended up scoring i don't even think it cashed it didn't but it scored like 169 points. Yeah. Jones ended up being that, like the sneaky play that got steamed like Odell last week, where it was like, all of a sudden Jones wasn't like at the ownership, everybody wanted him to be. Yeah. And then Swift and I, ended dude, up. I, I, I listened to nothing about stuff. Like I, I, I was, you know, traveling all day yesterday. Like today I'm, I'm in freaking Hawaii. Like I, I didn't, I, I didn't know anything about what the, what was being said about players. So I thought Aaron Jones was a sneaky play. And like, as he snuck up and got popular, I had no idea that that was happening. It's just hard because overall, I feel like this year, maybe last year too, I didn't really play GPPs much last year, but at least this year, I feel like there's so much content these days geared, geared toward GPPs. And so many people are putting out ownership projections 
and then basing their GPP plays on the ownership projections that everybody is coming out there with these like, oh, Aaron Jones is going to be 5%. He's going to be a great GPP play. And then next thing you know, we come to lock and it's like, oh, wait, he's double digit because everybody thought he was a good GPP play. And the one guy like Swift, who everybody thought was going to be like ends up being the play. And so I, I almost wonder like what the future of ownership projections for tournaments and just kind of GPP content it's just, is. It's just, it's just playing the chalk, man. Solver, solver versus solver, bro. That's what That's it comes right. to. That's no, right. what Nash, the, Nash but how, how do you have efficient ownership projections when every single, every single tout site is looking at ownership projections versus ceiling and telling you who the, like, well, I mean, the way and they're all the using way, similar ownership projections. The way we do it is we algorithmically weight player name mentions in tout stuff. Like we like, like yeah. we like use other sites rankings and content and like we, we generate tags for players. So like when a player gets mentioned on Mayo show, he gets a tag. When a player gets mentioned on the Swolecast, he gets a tag. You got to get some uh, discord. You got to get some discord bots. That'll tell you. Yeah. That'll yeah. You we got to get, we got No, but I mean that. So it's like a, like that is, that's definitely one way is you gotta, you gotta measure, you gotta measure how much um, guys are being mentioned in content, but also like it, it's, it sounds so weird for something that's so scientific, but you just got to have a little bit of feel like you gotta, you gotta have the feel of like that guy's gonna like dude sitting on his shitter, uh, you know, 10 minutes before lock throwing a team into the red zone, that yeah. guy's going to play this guy. And you got to know what guys are not that a little bit of an art you know it's a little bit of an art yeah so i I, honestly i don't i don't know where we go if you if you if you want if you want a more if you want a more serious answer your more serious answer is you need to play everything off of sims and you need to have um optimal roster percentages for players and you just need to not care what their ownership is and just play every player at what their optimal chances of or what their chances of being in an optimal lineup are so just pure gto just yeah. pure GDO, no. So, like, completely ignore playing the field. Like, you would, you would find, you would weight ownership percentages, but you would be like, so, so for like Madison, you'd be like, you know, my stuff has him being in the best DraftKings lineup 65% of the time. So, I'm going to play him 65% of the time. I did you, um, did you talk about this on, on the, uh, on the take cast with somebody yeah Davis. yeah with blender the other day yeah like two weeks yeah, ago just just straight exploitative versus gto and but yeah blender was talking about how he's definitely exploitative um and that's like where the art yeah comes. like he like he was saying that like people actually don't play guys like madison enough that that actually people tend to get tend, tend to get kind of fancy uh and, yep. and guys like that get under owned yep i mean it's it is it is the same thing is true that has always been true. People kind of underplay running back chalk and they overplay wide receiver chalk. Like when it should be the other way around. What was what was like what was Waddle owned in you know the Millie Maker or whatever today? Like I guarantee it was over whatever his chances of being in an optimal lineup were, or or even someone, um, yeah, even or or like. Uh, the or or defenses too the washington football team 20 percent owned in the red zone right i yeah, mean if you, if you knew there's that just no there's just no excuse you play zero there's no excuse to doing that yeah like yeah. I, I i every week i've played basically a terrible defense in this contest 
because I just am like, I, well, I played the Texans today, right? They got five points, um, which was the same amount as the Washington football team. And, and what were, yeah, there was a 0% chance I'd play like the Eagles or the, or the, Washington yeah, they were, they were, four, they were 4% owned. So it's like, those are, those are, and it's not fun to be like, oh, well, I got to just play this shitty defense for no reason other than ownership, or I got to play Josh Reynolds at 1% or whatever. But I think those kind of decisions um, are like a little bit, it's a little bit easier to think that way than like, oh, I can't play Madison. He's too chalky. Yeah. Generally the running back chalk is like what you should be eating more so than the wide receiver chalk because wide receivers are just so variant, so much more variant by nature. Um, and it's the same thing with like DST to your point, like DST is so, so, so variant that like just game theory wise, you should just never be playing a high owned defense in tournaments kind of ever, I think, or like the optimal percentage would be X, but like you can just play zero if you want. It's also, it's also important, um, to be dynamic. This is, uh, I, I was listening to Peter's show, with Brick the other day, Brian Hooper, uh, Lowell's and Brick was saying, you know, you, you see these game theory DFS bros talk about like, um, oh, you, you, you can't play this cheap chalk hitter in baseball. You can't play. Uh, I think their, their example was some Rockies guy who was like batting second. It was Connor Joe. Connor, it was Connor Joe. Joe. And, they, Connor and Joe. they were like, they were like, bro, of course I'm getting punished by the 28% chalk. And, and Brick's point was like, I, well, you know, I don't know, sometimes like in my Sims, those guys are actually jams that like the 28% hitter is actually, I should play him like 55%. So I, I think that is important too. Just like, and that again is, well, this would be more of a science if you were good at it, but I'm not good at modeling those things out. So that's more of like an art where I'm like, okay, this is actually a slate where uh, you can get away with that. Or this is a slate where you can't. Yeah. And I don't, I don't model that stuff at all. I get my ownership projections from, uh, you know, site X who's really good at it, but you know, I, I do think to your point, so many people are looking at these sites and seeing the ownership projections that when they see a giant ceiling score and a really low uh, projected ownership score, they're flooding onto that and doubling the ownership. Right. I think Aaron Jones was a, was a great example of that. Uh, Aaron Jones, from what I was looking at, was projected for like four and change percent. And he ended up being... I mean, he was double digit. Yeah, he was double digit pretty much everywhere. So that's, that's kind of what I'm saying. If you put, if you change that, like those models of why Aaron Jones was a good play and you put his ownership at 10%, now he's a bad play. And so almost because sites are writing about it, the plays that they're writing about as good plays inherently become bad plays because they wrote about them. Like where three years ago, that was not a thing in like, there was just not that much GPT GPP content where now it's almost like, I think cash games used to be that three years ago where it was like, we started seeing so much cash game discussion that like, you know, we, we started to see ownerships just go to a, well, a rate that we hadn't it's, seen. It's still like that with cash games. Like, like our team was our team. My team was duped like 40 times in these. I know, dude, this, this was, this was the softest about- ownership I've seen. And for a week five of NFL, this is insanely soft ownership this week on DraftKings. No, I, I know they should have the been. Field. I know they should have been more owned, but our teams being that heavily duped is like evidence of that. Yeah, well, but sort of. I'm just saying GPP GPP content seems to be uh, making the field a lot more sharp than maybe three years ago. 
Yeah, I mean, it, literally, Davis is texting us this morning about maybe I should swap, and I'm like, dude, sixty or forty percent of people did not play Henry. Sixty percent did not play De- Devonte Adams. Like, you have to understand, like, yes, they have high ownerships, but that means that like a significant chunk of people aren't playing these plays and they're completely smashing. Like you just roll with what you have easy game. Like, and, yeah. and, and, and then the people like who didn't play both of them, right. A lot of people maybe played one or the other, but a lot of people didn't play both of them. And it's like, dude, you're, you're tripping. Like there's yeah. just so Davis, cash. Davis, you fall into the trap of during Sunday afternoon slates. You're like, comparing your lineup versus the nuts every time in cash of like oh if i would have built this cash lineup optimally this is i'm like 10 points down but you're not looking at the field as like 60 percent of the field didn't play Devonte adams like you're not playing against the nuts it's okay well i mean and sometimes you are though sometimes you are playing davis i wish you would have swapped then and would have lost like oh it w- i don't if i don't think it would have mattered today it just would have been such such a good show davis cd cd scored what two two more points three more points than amari something than amari, like that maybe. yeah something like that yeah but if you would have swapped swapped like gotten off of amari to somebody like i don't know not owned yeah if i would if i would if i would have like swapped swapped like if i would be like i gotta get to kyler dude well i probably would have <laughs> played Kadarius tony though because I probably would have, I would have needed a cheap wide receiver. Yeah, and you so. would, and you would have gone to like uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who had yeah. kind of a similar game. This is this is a bad show, guys. I, Sammy, I hope you do something fishy next week or something. So we I'm sorry. Right I feel like literally, literally, I feel like Sammy actually does better when he has like less information, like when he's just like ah, when you know, like traveling. I'm, well, he's like tra- he's like traveling, so he doesn't have time to like look at the slate and get his like dumbass ideas. Like, I'm gonna play Deontay Johnson against the Ravens. Like, he doesn't have time to like think through it like that. So he's just he like, doesn't okay. have time to analyze the matchups. Like, and dude, dude, both, they play cover too. Deontay yeah, Johnson, like he just looks at the projections and plays the team. Ben historically crushes against cover two at home. Like, this is the spot. I hate you guys so much. I never realized that until right now. Like I never, I never put that combination together of like why Sammy just like rolls in with like the same team as me on a week where he's been busy, but like next week guy's going to be at home and he's going to show up with like some 3% owned wide receiver. And we're just going to be like, well, no, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in Hawaii till next Saturday. So I'm traveling set. So I'm going to have my team on. Yeah. It's yeah. We're going to have to wait two weeks for the Deontay Johnson team. I think. So you and I are I'm just going to show up with the same team next week too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you guys. Bad show. Yeah. Yeah. The so, listeners lost. Yeah. Well, I mean, do we have do we have any other uh, you know revelations or whatever from the slate? I mean, Mike Williams is officially like the yeah, guy. The dude. Uh, I'm yeah. sure you were going to say Mike Davis. So how about sure. how about Odell Beckham two for twenty in a game that scored ninety points? Is he dust? I mean, what was his usage? I didn't even. He had two targets. Holy cow. No, he had three targets. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's bad. Oh, oh dust Beckham. Yeah. Odell. Uh, I mean, his Donald target Beckham share was literally under, under 10%. Mike Williams had 16 targets, dude. Thank God I never Mike Williams to led the league in DFS again. Mike Williams led the league and expected points again for a wide receiver. I mean, like 16 targets and, and Herbert's just 
a massive ceiling every week. My goodness. Yeah, I think How we're a couple of Herbert on the Herbert to Mike Williams. Like, people are going to be on this Well, now. yeah, everybody got off of it this week because last week Williams didn't get the workload. Actually, but, I mean, Nate, Nate might end up rich because Nate's definitely going to start playing Keenan Allen again. And, yep. uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it may make you rich. Nate, I mean, Nate's going to show up for $4,800 Keenan Allen playing three weeks in a row when he gets four for 40. But that fourth week when he goes four for 40 and a touchdown, it's going to be super boom. lit. Boom. All right. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I don't know who my bad play next week will be. Who do the Falcons play? Yeah, let's let's see. Is, is Mike Davis back on the main slate or not? Uh, oh, Nate, buddy. They play the dolphins at the dolphins and i bet i bet after that game i bet he's literally like 4700 i mean if he is i'll definitely have to consider it i mean he did get 13 Amazing. 13 rushing attempts with like what five targets today yep he crushed it did crushed it <laughs> this is this is actually i i noticed this this morning and i thought it was so funny he was dead last on the team in receiving they had they had nine players with a reception and he was last in, in receiving mike davis baby you got to do it all right let's wrap it up uh everyone thank you for listening we'll be back next week